going on guys this is the combat source podcast my name is josh and i want to thank you guys all for joining me as it is tuesday afternoon may 31st 2022 uh we got a good great fantastic episode for you guys um i want to thank you guys all for joining me a reminder make sure you guys like subscribe leave a comment leave a review whatever you can do for the show share share with your friends talk about it um this is something that is uh you know, is evolving and it's growing and it's going to continue to uh, evolve as time goes on. Uh, Update. uh, This is still primarily an audio podcast. I haven't, haven't built and formatted the studio um, just yet in terms of getting the, for, for a video uh, portion of it for um, to start uh, recording it in that sense um but um and then i'll be on youtube but the audio format is on you know itunes spotify youtube it's all it's all there so um bear with me i want to thank you guys all for joining me again uh make sure you guys subscribe and um let's get into the show so it was a it was a slow week last week. There wasn't even a lot of news i mean last week's episode was all right you know what i mean i you know i I'm very critical. It, it, it wasn't the greatest episode as far as I'm concerned because, I mean, a lot of it was topics. There wasn't a lot going on. Uh, a couple of matchups, a couple of uh, interesting fights for the weekend. You had Javante Davis and Roller Romero. You had uh, Pujanowski and KSW, which I think I for, even forgot to mention. Um, and you had a couple of Cage Warriors events. I mean, so there really wasn't much wasn't really much to speak on um the Romero and the Davis fight was probably the biggest event of the weekend um that ended in I believe in the sixth round and I for those I don't know if you guys are all into into sports betting uh I do a lot of my betting with um my bookie um I don't know I find them easier to deal with Uh, DraftKings is only exclusive to certain states I'm in California. They, they don't operate the same way in California. My bookie is, I believe, an international kind of company, and they handle a lot of their transactions internationally. Um, and so, I don't know. It's easier to uh, to just go on and bet some money and win some money and extract that money and all that. So, it's just an easier system to use. I like it. I prefer it. Um, I didn't do that great this past weekend. I think um, I bet... I bet the fight to at least go the distance. I knew Davis was going to win. Um, I was hoping that it was going to, you know, Romero was going to last and and last a little bit longer and not get into such a firefight with Davis. But those were high hopes. Everybody I saw commenting on the fight, um, we're, we're all expecting Davis to either, probably knock him out or by TKO just based on styles. I figured it was a high probability because also the heat involved in this fight. There was a lot of trash talk. Um, so I decided to put some money on Davis to win by decision. And I thought it was a safe bet. I thought Davis was going to probably take it. Um, I wasn't really too concerned about that. But I was uh, concerned about a TKO possibility or a KO possibility. And, and unfortunately, that ended up happening. The fight didn't even go halfway you know, or only went halfway. Um, I mean, I think for Davis, 
uh, Javante Davis, Tank Davis. This was a big fight for him. I think he's separating himself from Mayweather promotions, Mayweather gym. He's going out on his own, becoming more of an independent big-name fighter. Um, when he has fights like this, I think it just cements uh, his status as a as a as an all-star player in the sport in his division. Uh, he's small, but he's uh, man. He's he's quick. He's powerful. He speaks well. He's entertaining, and he is never really in a, ever in a boring fight. And that's what you want from a guy. You know what I mean? Um, he's young. I think he's also maturing pretty fast. Uh, he speaks about fatherhood and all that, and I think that's what's uh, kind of helping that progression. Um, you know, I think Romero is still a little uh, immature, uh, a little um, unpolished, still a little green as far as strategy goes. He's a powerful, uh, dynamic striker, great boxer, um, a little unorthodox, but... It, the strategy wise and his 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 in ring IQ is still catching up to his abilities and I think that's uh that's his shortcoming from what I can see. Davis, I mean, you look at his uh his abilities, his in ring IQ, his strategy, the guy's just on another level right now. And I think he's getting better and better and he's gonna go down as an all time great. Right now he's already he's already being talked about as just being um a potential all-time great. Um, I don't see that as, uh, I don't see that something like that won't happen. I think he will. Um, there's not a lot of competition that can deal with a guy like that. Um, you look at the rest of the fights this weekend. Um, KSW uh, put on a great event. They always kind of do. They have great production. They have great um, talent. They have a lot of uh, that Eastern European talent. They have big names. They have, you know, a couple of guys have come from from the UFC to there or from KSW to the UFC, such as Ariane Lipsky was a, was a KSW fighter. Um, so, you know, they they're a big player in 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 Europe and Poland, and and they their production is just fantastic and and. Uh, Marius Pujanowski, who's a former strongman, who I didn't even realize until I think I saw him on the Ariel Hawani show, the MMA hour. I, I saw him in his interview there, and I remember when he first got into the sport. And man, it's been it's he what is he fourteen, fifteen, and seven now or something like that. Like you know, and he's been fighting since like two thousand ten, two thousand twelve. I don't I don't remember when he started fighting, but man, it's been quite a while. It's been almost a, over a decade of him fighting. And I remember him getting into the sport and, and him having his first fight. And it's crazy how time flies. It really does. Uh, he had a vicious knockout. Um, I believe it was a uh, two right hands. One was a cross uh, or uh, a right hook. And then the other one was a right uppercut. Um, followed up with the right uppercut and, and knocked out... Uh, Knocked out his opponent, I believe. Um, let me get the name of his opponent. Former middleweight champion. Um, yeah, Mario Pujanowski defeats Mikhail Materella at KSW 70. That was just a, it was cool. That was a big highlight for him. Uh, I think uh, Pujanowski's in his early 40s. 
and doesn't look uh, to slow down anytime soon. He takes his fights when he can. He eats as much as he wants. He's a big, big dude. And, I mean, uh, he's going to continue doing it as long as he, he he's successful. You know, I'm sure he's not cheap either, so definitely a high price tag for him, but Big win for Marius Pujanowski. Big win for Gervonta Davis over the past weekend. You had a couple of Cage Warriors events, um, but not much else to really talk about in terms of uh, event coverage. That was pretty much it. Um, Pujanowski, where do you see him? <laughs> where do I see him go from here? Uh, whoever they put in front of him, whoever they want. He's not leaving KSW. That's not happening. We're not seeing him fight anybody, any other big names or uh, any other promotions, cross promotions, nothing like that. Mario Pujanowski is who he is. He's a KSW fighter. He's going to stay there, and he's going to fight other monsters, and that's pretty much it. And we're going to eat it up and enjoy it and love it and all that. Uh, Gervonta Davis, uh, I don't know where he goes from here. Uh, you have uh, people calling him out like uh, Ryan Garcia. You have a bunch of other people calling him out. I mean, the guy is holding all the cards. He could do whatever he wants. You know, I see him fighting probably like later on this year, probably in the, in the fall. It'd be interesting to see who he competes against. Um, always a good, a good fun outing with Gervonta Davis. Um, let's see. As far as news goes, uh, you have... Uh, there's a lot of talk about Masvidal and Conor McGregor. I don't see that happening. I really don't. Um... I don't see Connor choosing Masvidal as his first opponent. I mean, I th- I think Connor's a little bit. I think they're even in terms of their their stylistically, and and in ring IQ and and in ring ability. I think they're fairly similar fighters. I think uh, Masvidal's a little bit more of a calculated, accurate striker when he wants to be. Um, offers a little bit more variety, a little bit more traditional Muay Thai-ish, um, where Connor is, you know, a little bit more unorthodox, throws, you know, from awkward positions and, and, and is a little bit more of a white uh, uh, straight line stance, karate stance, you know what I mean? So it's a different different styles, but, I mean, it's a fun matchup, obviously. I mean, if I was a UFC, I'd just book it. Who gives a fuck about their legacies, you know what I mean? But that's... Uh, that's being talked about. There's a lot of, you know, some trash talk about between the two. Um, you have a couple of, uh, a couple other stories going on. Um, recently, I believe it was yesterday or today. I believe it was today. Uh, Paulo Costa was uh, accused of, uh, a physical dispute with the nurse over his vaccination status. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if this was in. I'm not sure where this took place. Sydney called it, called it him. Yeah, I think this was in Brazil. Costa, 31, 26 year old female nurse. She went to the police station, filed the police report against Costa, that he got violent with her when she questioned him about his vaccination status. So wherever he was, I'm not sure if he was at a medical facility. I'm sure he was, but. Um, not a good situation for, for Paulo Costa. Uh, I think it puts a lot of, uh, his future, uh, plans in question right now. This depending on how the situation goes. Is he, 
Is it going to face jail time? Is it going to face uh, a criminal investigation? Uh, you know, a criminal trial? Is it going to have to pay a fine? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll see what the... Uh, well, I don't know. Policas is one of those guys that you're waiting to see how far the ball drops. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have a guy like uh, Hennon Burrell who ends up... Uh, you know, losing his title, getting outclassed, you know, getting um, kind of uh, shut down as far as his skills and reaches his ceiling when Dillashaw came in. And, I mean, talk about a fall from grace, man. You know what I mean? Um, I'd, it'd be interesting to see what happens at Costa. You know what I mean? Like, because everything that's come out about Costa since losing to to Israel has been just not good. The news about him has been not good. Whatever he's doing outside of the cage has been not good. His his talk online has been horrible. Um I mean any other 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 any other organization probably would have cut him for the some of the stuff he said online. Um these type of this type of stuff where he's getting into physical altercations, getting into legal issues outside of the cage and and it it's I don't know what's going on with him. You know, you talk about all these hair transplant surgeries and you name it. The guy is falling downhill and getting spiraling into this, you know, mental crisis pretty fast. I mean, you you I I don't know. I'm trying to think of any other person to handle the loss as worse as Paulo Costa has. Um it's it's very interesting to see what's what's happening with this guy, man. It's it's coming from a a, a title contender, a title challenger to a, you know from the, one of the best in the division to a joke in the division. Pretty freaking quick, man. Pretty quick. Um, a couple of uh, matchups. You have uh, Levitt versus Pimblet is scheduled, I believe, for. A European card. I'm not sure which one they're going to put him on. Um, you have Carolina Kovalkovich. Uh, um, I believe she's scheduled for a fight coming up soon. Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittoria scheduled for the upcoming Paris debut for the UFC. This is looking to, I believe, take place, yeah, uh, June, no, September 3rd. September 3rd is uh, the UFC's, UFC's debut in Paris, France. And that's a that's going to be a big one. That's going to be a good one. Man, if you work for the UFC, I would love to you know, you know work for that event. Um, it looks like Robert, Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori may or may not be headlining that event. Uh, but that is September 3rd. It's scheduled for that date. Um, let me see here. Not a lot of other, not a lot of other matchups scheduled, upcoming fights scheduled for for fighters. Um, nothing of note. Nothing of note. So, I mean, y- you look at, at at some of the some of the talk online. A lot of it's just talk you know dominic cruz coming out 
uh, saying he wants to fight. He only says no to dates. Cheeto Vera calling him out, saying he's saying no to him a bunch of times. I would like to see that fight. I hope they book that fight. I think that's a fight to make. Um, that's a great fight for Cheeto. That's a great fight for Dominic, you know, and it'll be good to see where Dominic's at with that fight. And if Cheeto can win that fight, that is that is a feather in his cap because there's a lot of uh, heat between the two. Um, that's a huge name, if not one of the biggest names in the division. And a top opponent, a top, uh, top five, top six opponent. You know what I mean? So I think that's a fantastic fight. I hope they bo- I hope they book that fight. It seems like Dominic is somewhat open to that fight. You know, who knows what he's going to do behind the scenes, but Cheeto is pushing for that fight. I hope they make that fight. Um, there's been a lot of talk. I've, I've seen it on different podcasts, especially the MMA Hour, and I'm not going to re, um, you know, especially if you're, you're a fan of the MMA Hour, and and watch a lot of uh related uh podcasts um the topic of open scoring has been brought up i am in favor of it i i don't think there's much of an argument against it um the arguments that i've heard against it have all been entertainment based and i get it some of the some of the uh, the excitement of a decision at the end of a title fight um, you know, would be kind of disrupted with open scoring because people kind of have an idea where what their fight's going to go, how it's going to be led to. But that's fine. It's just that all, in the end, it just say they know who won ahead of time. You know, a couple minutes ahead of time. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's going to disrupt the enjoyment, the excitement of the round, of the fight. I don't think uh, in terms of stalling, and having boring fights towards the end of each uh, final rounds, you know, those final rounds being disrupted by action because of one fighter knowing he's he's ahead. That argument is kind of, you know, squashed because cause the, the opposing fighter is going to push forward. You know what I mean? What's the, what's the other fighter going to do? You know, that's where the judge, that's where a ref comes into play. Um, avoiding, you know, calling out stalling, calling out um, the the lack of action, you know. And and that goes in for the judges. You have one fighter that's avoiding the fight. You have another fighter that's pushing the action, uh, landing strikes maybe potentially. All in all, that person may win the round. And then what? You know what I mean? So there's a lot of ways they could do it. They can make it open to the public. They can make it open to just the corners. They can make it open to everybody to know who and what, who, which rounds went to which person. Um, And I don't see that being a big issue. Um, The fact that Andy Foster, I believe made a comment on the MMA hour uh, saying that he was open to it, at least in the amateur and trying it out in the amateurs. I think that's fine. I think they should. I think they should play around with the idea. I don't think they should completely uh, dismiss it. Um, that com- that commission, this commission, my commission, I think is the best commission, the most open and experimental commission 
and I think sets the standard for all the other commissions. And so if California can mess around with it, play around with it, play around with the idea, see what works, see what doesn't, I think it's better for everybody in the future. I think uh, fighters will appreciate it. I think in the end, everything should be in for the fighters. And this is a small, small thing that we can offer the fighters. Um, does it fix judging? Does it fix refing? No, it doesn't. It's not supposed to. Um, it does put a little bit more accountability on those refs, on those judges, because people are going to know the scores. They're going to look at the judges and the refs a little bit more closely. So that puts a little bit more pressure on them to do the right thing. And in the end, I think it helps more so than it hurts. So, and my stance is on open scoring, I'm all for it. Um, you know, I've been playing a lot of video games lately. I've been playing a lot of FIFA 22. I've been playing some NBA 2K 22. I've been playing some WWE 2K 22. Um, and I love me some UFC video games. Um, I had gone back and looked at some of the best uh, video games, some of the lists that people have put together as far as the best and the worst uh, UFC video games of all time. Um, I would put, as far as mechanics go, um, look, presence, um, uh, um, not presence, uh, presentation, uh, and overall just, uh, just, all the little tweaks of, uh, you know, gameplay and, and graphics and everything. I think UFC undisputed, the newest one is probably the best is by far the best. And that's the way it kind of should be as time goes on, the game should get better and better and better, better. Um, if you were to ask me and I agree, actually agree with one of the lists I found here and I didn't look at many. So it's not like I'm like, Oh, I found one list that agree I agreed with and that's the one I'm going with it's just I basically this is literally the first list that I went at went for and I'm just going to read you guys some of the descriptions of the the games um some of you know and and their rankings of the games and this is from ranker.com and it's every VOC game ranked best to worst and so number 1 best number best game we're going to start with the best to the worst best game that ranker.com has listed for best UFC video game goes to UFC undisputed three. And I would have to agree, completely agree. And for those that have played the video games, the UFC games, and they're, they're familiar with them. UFC undisputed three came out, I believe on every platform from what I can, from what I think, I think, I don't think there's one platform that it didn't go on. It was around the time that uh, Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 were out. It was during that time. This is uh, 2012. It was published by uh, Ukes. And the cover athlete at the time was Anderson Silva doing a flying knee. I think, who was that? I forgot who the opponent was. And so... It says, uh, of the various new features, UFC Undisputed 3 was known for adding a new Pride mode. And that was the big thing. Because you could switch from Pride and UFC. And much like uh, if you're familiar with any of the WWE games, 
Raw versus SmackDown. You can switch back and forth. This was much the same thing. It was UFC and Pride. And that was definitely something thrown out there for the OG fans at the time. Um, which which I was a, a Pride fan. You know what I mean? And a lot of my fighters, a lot of my favorite fighters were in Pride. And then when they made the, the, the move over to the UFC, much like when WC, WCW or ECW made the, you know, the whole invasion thing that WWE had, very much the same thing. You had a lot of the Pride guys coming over. Vanderlei Silva, Crow Cop, you know, Shogun. So with the with uh with the Pride mode, you were able to compete under Pride rules. It had the the entrances of the Pride. You had a Pride roster, whole Pride roster. You had um, you know, the screeching lady that does the the entrances. You had everything. It was completely Pride mode. The music. You had soccer kicks. You had stomps. You had everything. It was great. Um. Players could take one-on-one opponent after the fight, go into the next one, and in the same night, you had tournament modes, uh, you had damages car- damage carrying over, you had commentary provided by Boss Ruin, Steven Quadros, uh, uh, Lena Hart, you had uh, a new submission system that was implemented in that game, uh, the striking um, for the game evolved compared to the others, and... Um, you had a bunch of dozen new features and and uh, fighters and rules and graphics and it was just by, by far the best UFC game. The most enjoyable is fun. You know what I'm saying? Like WWE 2K22 is a great game compared to UFC uh, WWE. Um, uh, Here comes the pain or WWE uh, Raw versus uh, SmackDown. Those were aren't obviously. Graphics wise, um, certain gay play, gameplay uh, aren't up to the level of 2K22, but as far as an enjoyable factor, far exceeds any other game that's come out. This is the uh, same goes for uh, UFC Undisputed 3. Um, I'm just going to go a couple of the top, top five. Uh, UFC Undisputed 20, uh, 2010 is number two. Um, that that included new arenas, uh, new uh, improved striking. Um, you know, had Kimbo in there. You had uh, Shaq. You had the Tap Out Crew in there. So it was a it was a it was a fun game, an enjoyable game. Two thousand nine, the first one, the very first one. Uh, UFC uh, Undisputed two thousand nine. This was the first. UFC video game that ever had ever come out under the the Zufa era. This was 2009, PlayStation 3, 360. Um, and it was just a an incredible game. You had you had Forrest Griffin um, on the cover. It was just a fun game. Obviously, the mechanics, the graphics, um, were all pretty good, um, but were very limited. In terms of especially gameplay, especially mechanics of fighting, um, very basic, but effective and fun. Um, and so definitely, that's a that's a, I believe top number three. Number four is a um, EA UFC three, which was fine. It was good. 
it was uh, enjoyable that came out in 2018 that was right before this newest one and then e, uh, top five ea sports uc2 another good one and the great roster improved strike improved striking improved mechanics um you had uh two different covers with ronda rousey and conor mcgregor you had uh you know the graphics got better visuals got better roster got better that's pretty much same goes for all the others um so those are some of the, the the best games and then you get into the rest of them you have the rest of the top uh top 10 so yeah the newest one is number six which i don't know if i necessarily agree with i, I kind of like it um then you have ea sports mma i believe that one had Yeah, that was the one that EA came out with Bellator. They had a lot of Bellator fighters on that one. Fedor Milenko, Randy Couture. You had uh, EA Sports UFC. That came out in 2014. You had the Ultimate Cha Fighting Championship. That was released on Dreamcast. I have that one. You have Sudden Impact, UFC Sudden Impact, UFC, UFC Tap Out 2, and UFC Tap Out um, yeah, UFC personal trainer. If you guys remember that, that was for the Connect, uh, uh, PlayStation and Wii's kind of motion capture systems that they came out with at the time. That was a hot new thing at the time. That came out. Uh, let's see, that came out in 2011. And you have uh, UFC uh, Throwdown, which is pretty much uh, number 14 on the list. Tito Ortiz and Charles Lewis in the card and I mean on the roster I played a few of these um, definitely the the the, mecha the mechanics the rosters the the graphics as you go further and further and further down the list it doesn't really get much better it actually gets pretty pretty bad um, they were still fun though they were still they're you couldn't do much with them, but they were they were they were fun games. But I agree, I agree. Undisputed Three is still my all-time favorite UFC game, specifically for the Pride mode. And I hope they eventually bring that back. I think that'll be awesome to have. That is definitely something I think they should bring back. Um, but those are some of the games that uh that had come out, and I'm sure uh you guys may or may not have played any of them. Um. But those are actually some of my favorites, and I agree, kind of agree with this list. Um, I would have put UFC, the newest one, EA4. I'd probably put that a little bit higher because of the roster, because of the graphics, because of the mechanics, because of the presentation. Everything just looks good, and that's with uh, Masvidal and Israel on the cover. I thought, I thought it, just that alone, you have to put it a little higher, you know what I mean? Um You know, so I don't know. Let's get to this weekend's fights. You have uh, one championship. You have Andrade versus Quan. Um, that's in Singapore. Is uh, one championship, one fifty-eight. You have uh, UFC Fight Night two hundred seven. Volkanov uh, Volkov versus Rosen Rosenstrike. This is a big UFC card this weekend. Ivalov um, versus Dan Ige. Lucas Almeida versus Michael Trizano, Paulina Botello, Karina Silva, Alonzo Menfield, Ascar 
Masharov, Felice Herring, the return of Felice Herring, who has been around for I don't know how long and only has a 14-9 record, which is crazy. Um, but she's had a long layoff here and there uh, versus Karolina Kovalkovic, who I had just mentioned earlier in the podcast that had been booked for a fight. This She's fighting this weekend. That's, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, preliminary card headlining is uh, Alex De Silva versus Joe Solenke. You have, let me look at the undercards, see if there's anybody that stands out. J.J. Aldridge, Aaron Blanchford is starting, is the curtain jerker. They, they are kicking off the the actual card itself. Um, so, yeah, Felice Herring versus uh, Karolina Kovalkovich. Uh, this is a tough one because Felice has had, she's a tough outing for almost anybody. She's well-rounded. She's an OG, but she's had a long layoffs, and she's, she i don't know how she <laughs> i don't know how she makes a living dude i really don't i don't know how some of these fighters make a living when they only fight once every two years it's crazy she must be coaching she must be doing only fans i don't know what she's doing uh carolina has had a tough outing these past few years with some of her fights um she's been stopped a couple of times this is a big i think this is a big do or die moment for her if she loses this fight i could see them cutting her um, I can see them cutting either one of these girls. Um, I don't really have an opinion either way on this fight. Um, Felice Herring, maybe just on aggressiveness. I can see her winning the fight. Um, Alonzo Menafield versus Askar Musharov. 23-7 and seven for Askar. 11-3 and three for Alonzo. We'll see how this goes. I'm going to go with Masharov on this fight. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I got to look at the betting lines. Uh, Paulina Botello versus Karina Silva. I I like Paulina a lot. I think she's actually very attractive. Um, Karina uh, Silva, I don't know too much of. Um, I'm going to go with Paulina just uh, as a fan favorite. Lucas Almeida versus Michael Trezano. Um, and Moskar Ivalov, Mofsar Ivalov is, is undefeated 15-0 and versus Dan Ige 15-5. Um, this is a big fight for Danny Ige to maintain his spot in the division. Uh, Ivalov, I think, is a favorite, a uh, considerable favorite over Ige. Um, I wouldn't put anything past Ige, though. He's a, he's a fantastic fighter. He's well-rounded. He's, his IQ in the in-ring is pretty good. It's just when he's fighting a guy who's a pretty dominant striker, is, is you, you know is very uh, competitive on the feet, should be an interesting outing. Should be an interesting fight here. Um, I'm going to go with Ivalov. I, I, I tend to agree with the betting lines. I think he's probably going to take it. Um, you know, I don't think Ige loses too much. But, you know, if you momentum-wise, this is, this, this is a big fight for him. Uh, Volkov versus Rosenstrike. I believe... I believe Rosenstrike may be the favorite. I'm not sure. I believe he might be the favorite. Um, Thirty-four and ten for Volkov, and then twelve and three for Rosenstrike. This is going to be a, a, you know, I want to say. Um, I'm not sure where these guys are in the division. I know they're pretty. They're top ten, middle of the row, top ten. Should be an interesting fight. Uh, this doesn't catapult any single one fighter, even if he has a fantastic, you know, knockout 
possible victory into any title contention fight. Um, this is just maintain their spot. This is a maintain their middle of the division top 10 spot. This is what this fight means for the, each of these guys. And so, you know, should be a, should be a fun night. This is in Las Vegas at the Apex Center. Woo! Um, and that's your card for this weekend. And I believe those are some of your main fights for this weekend. I could be missing one or two, but I don't think I am. Maybe a boxing fight. I'm not sure. Um, but that's it, man. That's our show. I want to thank you guys all for joining me. For listening. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, share. Um, until next time. This is the Combat Source Podcast.